You are listening to a podcast from UIB Right. Hello and welcome. Uh, we are here in the studio on behalf of the Writing Support Podcast to talk about the theme, the influence of supervision models on uh, master students' research literacy. Um, my name is Alan, and next to me sits... Alina. Hello. And you are... My name is Vivi Kangerstor. I work at Copenhagen Business School in Denmark, where I serve as a master's thesis counsellor, which means that I'm a specialist on how to write a master's thesis the Danish way. My name is Karl-Heinz Pogner. I'm also working at the Copenhagen Business School. I'm interested as a researcher and teacher in academic writing and in supervising. You have been working on a project that investigates the challenges of master's thesis writing at the Copenhagen Business School. How have you conducted your investigations and what would you consider the most important findings? We have conducted a number of interviews with master's thesis students uh, using uh, a semi-structured uh, qualitative uh, research interview methods where we have interviewed the students, one student at a time, uh, as they were writing their thesis. So we interviewed them about the practice, uh, how they uh, work with their supervisor, their level of independence, to which extent they control their own process. Uh, do they get advice from the supervisor or do they feel that they get told to do something for, from the supervisor? Mm -hmm. And so the relationship between the student and the supervisor, uh, what goes on, and, and I have also read a draft of their, their manuscript to and then asked the students about the, the supervisor's involvement. And uh, we, uh, we have interviewed students across the programs, um, study programs at, at CBS, Coming Business School, uh, because we have a, a broad variety of, of different types of programs. So mm. we, we wanted to see if there were differences across uh, programs. So that, I guess, was basically our methods. Would you like to add something? Um, so we also had a lot of uh, observations and uh, small bits of information from different workshops we did with the students mm. when they were in the process of uh, writing their, their thesis. Mm. We should probably add that the motivation for this uh, research didn't just come from, oh, this sounds interesting, yeah. <laughs> but from years of working with CC students, uh, mm. both of us, uh, in various contexts. Uh, where we observe from our practice that Danish students, or Scandinavian students actually, who get an international supervisor that comes from a different, uh, with a different cultural background, mm -hmm. education and cultural background, uh, they sometimes class in the sense that the Danish and Scandinavian students don't, don't really understand yeah. why the supervisor acts the way he does. And in, in the strange way. In a strange <laughs> way, yes. Uh, the, the students feel like they are sent back to kindergarten, and, and we're talking about students who are adults, they're about 25 years of age. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and also the reverse, um, we have a fair amount of international students coming to Copenhagen uh, to, to, to study for their master. And when they have a, a Danish or Scandinavian su uh, supervisor, they don't know what to do. Uh, they, they kind of say, tell me what to do and I will do it, but yeah. please tell me what to do. <laughs> and and it's the, when we do the Scandinavian violining, we don't tell students what to do, we support them in what they wish to do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's a huge difference. Um, so we have made this observation 
or a number of years, uh, and and that has mm. actually led us to say, okay, let's look let's at this. It. Yeah, let's investigate it uh, in a more structured way, mm. and see if we can find some answers. Of course, yes. uh, why do we see this? Yeah. And some of some of the the answers we found was that talking about writing and the, the project that they are working on that it's not easy for them to get for students to get the idea that writing is thinking and thinking is writing at the same yeah. time for many students it's first we do the thinking and then we write it down <laughs> and it doesn't work because you have to rewrite again and yeah. again and again yeah. so these intertwine that it is intertwined thinking and writing all the time and that writing helps your thinking and thinking helps your writing Mm. Is, is one of the things that we saw that the students said they understood, but in the practice they were not able to do it, some of them. I assume yeah. that may be also a, a learning process, you have to yes. do it training. Yes. It is exactly a learning process, it is not a linear process where you first do your research and then you write mm. it down as mm. a form of communication in, in the written report. The, the writing is integrated part is an integrated part of the learning process so we came up with the, what we have labeled the wishes circle of no writing no research uh, meaning that if um, if you if you study the literature and you don't quite understand it then students who does not understand that this is actually a learning process mm -hmm. say that because they don't understand the literature they cannot uh, select a case or the, the empirical data and if they don't have any data, then they cannot write because then there's nothing to write about. And if they don't write, then they don't understand the literature because writing in itself helps them to understand the literature. Yeah. And then they kind of uh, get yeah. stuck in this vicious circle. So that is, that is, uh, that is part of it, to, um, to get students to understand that this is exactly uh, a, a learning process. And we, we actually coined uh, a, a concept which we uh, have called the first draft perfectionism that some students think the first draft already has to be perfect you have to have the answers before you have investigated what you have investigated so many students have the answers but have forgotten what the question was mm. so and that that the whole process is a learning process that you in these three four months will have a learning curve that is exorbitant mm. yeah. but you're afraid at the beginning oh where will I end yeah. But that's part of the game mm. yeah. for every researcher, not only for students. You are listening to a podcast from UIB Right. How can different methods of supervision relationships influence the research and writing process of master's students? Uh, a lot, both uh, in, in a positive and a negative way. Uh, we have worked with, well actually our um, theoretical uh, inspiration comes from University of Bergen, Bergen in, in Norway. Yeah, uh, Olga Duster. Olga Duster, uh, which is a very renowned researcher in this field. And she has developed ba based on uh, empirical work done at University of Bergen. Uh, three models of supervision, or widening as you would also say. Yeah. Uh, the partnership model, the uh, teacher-pupil model, and the uh, the learning model, which you could also refer to as the apprenticeship model. And um, what we have found is that when you have when when supervisors employ the partnership model, 
then student, then you have a almost symmetrical dialogue between supervisor and student, which enables the student to work independently, uh, to make up his or her own mind, to select methodology, to to conduct the literature, uh, search and literature review in a, in a way that makes sense to the student. Yeah. And by doing that, the student takes control of his or her own research project. And in that sense, you also learn much more and you're much more satisfied with it. And you don't just write an essay because the teacher tells you to. Mm -hmm. You're actually writing this report because you want to learn, because you're curious about the topic that you yourself has chosen as yeah. a student. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and the supervisor's uh, role in a partnership model is actually to violate. Yeah. Because supervision means, when you look at the term, to oversee and control a person or an organization. Yeah. And if you that's supervision. That's supervision, yeah. Mm. But and that's, it, violating. that's not violating, that's yeah. supervision. And if you mm. control someone, yeah. if you oversee someone, then you have a logical uh, inconsistency mm. with at the same time saying that a student should come up with his or own topic and do mm. his own his or be own independent. Research. Yeah. Mm. Uh, you cannot be independent and being controlled at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> it's logically impossible. Whether well, the Scandinavian concept of violating means to help the student who, who receives violating to uh, to form his or her own opinion on an informed basis, or to using the same metaphor to find her own his own way. Yeah. Why? Mm. And what we find out is, especially with the partnership model, which is a more equal kind of, still the violator, the supervisor, has maybe, at the beginning at least, more knowledge about the discipline we are in, about academic thinking, mm. about the methodologies that you could or could not use, and about the process of not only writing, but doing the project. Mm. So he can enact, he, she can enact all these three roles only in the partnership model. Mm. Yeah. If other models are enacted, then there might be only one of the roles or even none when it is a kind of a less affair, just do what you like to, to do. It will be good at the end, or maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> There is nothing uh, of this, um, let's say, um, being an expert in, on, on these three uh, levels. But it depends a little bit about which disciplines we are talking about. Because in natural science, for example, and in tech, people are working in laboratories and so on. So they are more in an apprenticeship, socialization, becoming a part of the community. Uh, working together, not on, physically working together, not only writing. Yeah. Um, there other models may be more uh, efficient to help the students again to find their own way. And that's one of the positive things about the apprenticeship model is that the student actually get to learn the, the academic community mm. that you are part of or mm. trying to become part of. Yeah. Um, so that, that's, a, that's a good thing. But the the um, the downside to that is that you learn to solve problem in a specific context. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't know how to you don't know how to transfer that uh, that knowledge 
into other settings. So yeah. when you graduate, you leave mm. university, you get a job somewhere, you, you're not sure that you can actually use the knowledge that you gain from your uh, apprentice, uh, your master in, a, mm. the, in the apprenticeship model in, in, a, in, a, in a professional yes. context yeah. uh, later in, in, in life. And, as, and everybody is talking about innovation as the new uh, black in the future or today actually and where will innovation come out of this model so it's very hard to get the idea that those students can choose uh, can can solve problems that are not well defined mm -hmm. wicked problems and that's what not only in the future but also today that's where the academic way of thinking and method and solving problems and defining problems comes in. And when you talk about the um, teacher-pupil model, you have mm. a situation where the supervisor actually supervises you, tell you what to do, when to do it, and how to do it, yeah. uh, and feels that he, he uh, that is often actually he, should be mm. the expert and tell the student all that he knows, mm. which means that in supervision, um, a study at least in Denmark uh, has shown that male supervisors do all the talking. They actually mm. talk 79% of the time where student and supervisor meet. And if you do all the talking all the time, you do not listen to the student. Yeah. Mm. And then you don't grasp the project that the student are working on. And you do not grasp what kind of discussion the student uh, needs. And you don't, you don't get an idea of coming back to what you were asking at the beginning, to the challenges that the students no. have. But they cannot see that they have no. challenges at all. But within the so, partnership, partnership model, if you actually you act as supervisor, as either as an expert, as a, a guide for the process, and and, the and um, yeah, the um, the more experienced when it comes to methodology, yeah. then you can also capture if the student feels uh, troubled in somehow troubled somehow, mm -hmm. so that you can um, aid the student uh, to move on. You know, we have in, in Scandinavia, we have this picture of uh, the teacher and the pupil and the teacher is like a uh, petrol station assistant. Benzin tank pesa, it should be. So, which fills in the knowledge from the petrol station into the head yeah. of, the, uh, of, of the pupil, not the student, of the pupil. And that does not work because you're not learning anything in this way. Yeah. So get away from the tank passer and become 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 a violator. And if the listeners see, right now think that okay, this sounds good, but how, how do I work with this process yeah. instead of a linear way? How do, how does this become a process? Well, if you if you read Scandinavian, uh, you could always just read my book called Speciale Processen. Mm. Commercial. <laughs> <laughs> because that was my next question, yeah. actually. If you have any recommendations to yeah. teachers or ad ad mm. administrators, how to um, yeah support writing process? Well, it wasn't actually just a commercial. I know that our students find it very helpful. <laughs> <laughs> because it's easy to say, oh, this is a process, but it also yeah. sounds a little bit abstract. Yeah. Um, so, so uh, well, two, two things. You, you, you're asking both, when you talk about the administration, that's one thing, and talk about mm. the students, that's a completely different mm. thing. So, yeah. 
And the supervisors. And the supervisors. Yeah. A very good advice to students, always uh, have something on you that you can write with and on. Mm -hmm. uh, you can always use your smartphone, of course, uh, yeah. because that you always have. Uh, but this, <laughs> uh, it is it is better to use uh, pen and paper. This uh, is the sound, the sound of paper. <laughs> That's the newest technology, <laughs> state of the art. Go out and get it before your friends. <laughs> uh, but you could also use the old-fashioned smartphone. Um, but. Um, all the questions that you have sometimes when you when you wonder about things or something that troubles you or you just think should I choose this topic or that topic or just you know whatever you think about write about it. Mm. Yeah. Um, so we, we we came up with three uh, very important things. It's writing, 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 <laughs> which means not what we call manuscript writing, oh. writing the manual at the end, but all the, there's also process writing, as we call it. Yes. So write about your ideas, as you just mentioned, as we just mentioned. Write about your ideas, write about the process, write about an interesting thing you just have observed and start there. And remember, no one is going to read it but, uh, yeah. beside yourself. yourself. So forget about the text quality and yeah. the grammar and all that stuff. Yeah. That, of course, of course, is important at the in the final report. But but when you write for the process, it really doesn't matter. But what does matter is that you actually write, mm. and then you can see that you learn from writing and you get answers from writing, and new questions, of course. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. But that makes you move on, mm. and that's part of the learning process. Mm. Uh, and it actually takes the mystery out of writing. That was that. That was for the students. For the supervisors, <coughs> reflect on your roles, mm -hmm. on your possibilities. May think about your role as an expert of the knowledge of the discipline, of the methodology, of the way to solve the problem, which is the methodology, and uh, the process of of such a project as a research process, because. I think the, the, the ultimate goal of um, research literacy, that means understanding and doing research, is that students become capable both to comply with the expectations of the culture in, let's say, biology, in, let's say, humanities, in Danish language, in Norwegian language, in pedagogy, whatever. So understand what's going on there and then you can decide where to um, to go in the same direction but also where you want to transform something mm. how it is looked at in your discipline and even you can be able to resist to some expect expectations or the normal way to do it mm. otherwise no creativity no innovation will happen yeah. and for the administrators yeah. it's it's very important to accept that the supervisors <clears throat> have been employed because they're experts on a within a specific discipline. Mm -hmm. And that does not mean that they're also experts on how to supervise, how to teach uh, academic writing, all that, all those other disciplines that are part of our everyday lives as academics. So don't expect your faculty to, to know how to violate, how to teach and so on. Don't expect them to know about the processes of writing. So 
save a, set aside some money to to actually educate yeah. your your faculty in mm-hmm. being violators in being yeah. teachers. Yeah. At uh, least reflect on what they are doing and what they could do. Yeah, but yeah. you need you need a language in order to reflect. Um, and you only get a language if, if someone introduces you to it. Mm-hmm. And and uh, what we see much too often is that people just think back, what happened to me when I was a student? What do I personally think was good or bad to me? Mm-hmm. But students are different. You don't yeah. need this exact same thing, all of you. So so um, it's important that the, the, the university, the administration of the university, Take it, take it on their shoulders to make sure that uh, they teach their faculty how to violate the, stu- the students and to 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 have people that are experts or specialists in actually getting knowledge, creating knowledge about the students and the learning processes and and the writing processes, even though these disciplines may not be the core disciplines of uh, a given university, because it is. At the heart of what goes on at all universities. Yeah, and I would I would add it's not only the administration; it's actually the management of whatever university we are talking about that should get the idea to promote that this is a place where we really do violating and not just control and direct the students to do something to copy ourselves more. And just conform. And conform instead of instead of conform. Plus, uh, maybe transform, plus maybe resist. And transform. So finally, is there any points you would like to add? Yeah, there are three, as as we said before, not add, but to to give you a punchline. (laughs) So so it's it's nine things. It's writing, writing, writing for the students. It's reflecting, reflecting, reflecting on the side of the supervisor violator. And it's about taking it seriously, taking it seriously, taking it seriously at the management. You have been listening to a podcast from UIB Rights.